Anna. Eric. How well do you know golf? Not, not at all. But I do know that courses are rated. With <laughs> so are golfers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Is that it? You're not at expert level yet. I'm but not I at gotcha. expert level, but I'm here to learn along with some of the listeners today. All hopefully. right. Well, welcome to The Cabin. This is episode 166. I'm Eric Paulson. I'm Annalise Beckman. And I'm Logan Ingram. Audio engineering for us today. Great to have you in here, Logan. Yeah, thanks. And we have a guest beaming in from the Milwaukee area, Drew Westfall. Hello, Drew. Hello. Thank you for having me, everyone. Absolutely. It's great to have you here because you are, you know more about golf and are better at it than any of us in this room. <clears throat> Logan, I'm assuming you're not a good golfer. Uh, I haven't done it in years, okay. but I that could be a That was a heavy savant. assumption, Eric. It was, yeah, but I, dare you. I had reason to believe. <laughs> and I enjoy golf. I get frustrated sometimes because the windmill knocks my ball out of the way periodically (laughs) but so we're here today to talk golfing in wisconsin everything from beginner tips and tricks to some of wisconsin's famous courses to some hidden gems to some other great things that'll be handy whether you're a a really good golfer or if you're just kind of curious about the sport we got you covered so do i not do caddyshack quotes and impressions in this i think we'll allow you three is that a fair number logan i say five Gonna be, oh. Whoa. Whoa! Let's go a happy medium and go four. Let's go four. Four, four. Uh, Caddyshack. A couple of Judge Smales, a couple of Bill Murray's, one or two Rodney Dangerfields, maybe. Does that count as one already? <laughs> I didn't do any of the impressions yet. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You're at zero. Anna, you'll get nothing and like it. <laughs> You loved that impression. I, I did. Admit it. I really okay. did. Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring Jefferson County, which is in the midst of the Madwaukee Corridor. One of my favorite counties. Right? Well, you just finished a show on that not too yes, long ago, and still you can't going. stop raving got, about the we place. Got a three three year project with them, but I do love Jefferson County. Everybody's great there. Good. I look forward to hosting some of those future ones. So, uh, the Madwaukee Corridor, a relatively new term that. They told us about. Yeah, actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. Madwaki. Uh-huh. That's a fun little, fun little word. I love saying that. It's basically along I ninety four, also US eighteen, and if you want to go north south, Highway twenty six. Uh, it was named after Jefferson County, New York, where its founding settlers came from. Might have also been named after George and Wheezy Jefferson. If you know your seventies television, you'll get that. And it was an original county as part of Wisconsin territory, created in eighteen thirty six and organized in eighteen thirty nine. Cool, unique things like Watertown, Wisconsin, which is mostly in Jefferson, a little bit in Dodge, was named after Watertown, New York. Hence, a lot of the settlers from New York State named it there, too. Uh, And it's also home to America's first kindergarten, which was founded in 1856. You can visit the original building where classes were held. It's right behind the Octagon House, another historic landmark in Watertown. Jefferson County itself boasts over 130 miles of paddle trails and eight different rivers and streams with tons of great opportunities. Uh, Rock and Crawfish Rivers, uh, Lake Koshkanong, two of the uh, great, or three of the great examples there. A lot of craft beer, wine, and spirits in Jefferson County. Stable Rock Winery in Jefferson, which is also part distillery, and Lewis Station Winery in Lake Mills for wine. Uh, Craft breweries include Tyranina and Sunshine Brewing in Lake Mills, and there's a bunch right on the edge of the county border, too. Brewfinity in Oconomowoc, which is a couple hundred feet from the Jefferson County line. Second Salem in Whitewater, same thing, only 
in Walworth County, just over the border. And Hubbleton Brewing in Hubbleton is in Dodge County, but it's less than a mile north of Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And it's so, in the middle of nowhere. It's a really, really cool spot. Hubbleton? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so if you're in Jefferson County, there are several breweries in the county and then a couple right on the cusp you can visit and enjoy. Maybe by bike. It's a hub of bike manufacturing. Trek Bike is in Waterloo. Uh, and Jefferson County has 60 miles of paved and gravel bike paths that are a must trek, if you will. Uh, that includes the Glacial Drumlin, which goes right across the county east to west, part of the uh, Madwaukee Corridor itself. The bike paths take you on scenic tours of rural landscapes and make seamless connections to the communities and businesses. There's also 225 miles of snowmobile trails in the winter, 14 miles of groomed cross-country ski trails, ice fishing tournaments, too. I know, Anna, you're a huge fan of the Knickerbocker Ice Festival. Love it. That is a fun one. And they got a bunch of weird activities, but everybody there knows each other. They're all, you know, passing by, waving hands, and Mm -hmm. it's a great time. The historic Tyranina, also known as Rock Lake now in Lake Mills. They have a nice beach, too. It's going to be beach weather pretty soon, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, One of the largest and most celebrated dog parks is in Jefferson County. Yeah, it's huge. Really, really cool. Uh, but conversely, the smallest burger stand in the nation is in Jefferson County, in Jefferson itself, the county seat. Waitles. I wish I would have known this because it's I totally would have highlighted soon. it. And I, didn't, I don't know how that got past me. You got more shows you can do? I just got to consult with you. It's in an 8 by 8 building, so it's 64 square feet with a historic cast iron grill that's more than 100 years old. So fun. They just throw a big thing of lard and a big thing of onions on it every morning and just mm. cook burgers on it until it's all gone. It's phenomenal. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Just down the road in Fort Atkinson, the world-famous Fireside Theater is there, if you like dinner theater and other kinds of performances. And the Horde History and Dairy Museum is there, too. And for history, you only have to look back to our previous week's episode, episode 165, Azteland State Park. We talked extensively about that. Mm-hmm, with Bob Birmingham. He mm. is very knowledgeable about he, this subject he area. Is. And so find out a lot more at enjoyjeffersoncounty.com. Yes. And one more thing I do want to add about Jefferson County is that when you are traveling the waterways, there is a goat island and it is one oh, of yes. my favorite places. I just can't miss it. It's up right on Rock River and it's one of those places where you can dock your boat and then go. There's like all these goats that they put on the island for the summer. So tons of fun. We should also mention there's goats and some other weird animals at the Concord Zoo behind the uh, Concord General Store, the oh, mobile yeah. gas station. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Where Josh At the Sullivan Exonia exit off I-94. That's in Jefferson County, too. So uh, Yes, don't forget. I know we've mentioned that before, but mm-hmm. it, it's worth mentioning again. So, all right. Let's grab our bag. Let's grab our clubs. And let's hit the links. It is time for Golfing in Wisconsin. It's our campfire conversation. Ah, doesn't that feel nice and warm, Drew? Yep. Toasty. Yes. Toasty. Welcome. Well, Welcome I, to our I, cabin. I, I, I feel warmed up because you you guys don't know, but I'm from Jefferson County. You ah. are. Wow. I grew up. Sometimes I grew up in Lake. These... Grew up in Lake Mills. I felt. I, I feel. Wow. I feel like. I, and I learned. I learned something today too. You, you know, know, there's a lot of a lot of history that I just I just unpacked with you. So you thank just you. went up ten more points in my book. You were already <laughs> up here, but man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drew. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. If you're from Lake Mills, obviously, yeah, it's a beautiful little town with a town triangle, not a town square. Right? We, town, yeah, town. We, do, we, do have a little, we do have a, a town. It's a, it's a very it's a very cute uh, Wisconsin town. If, mm-hmm. if you've ever been to Lake Mills, Wisconsin, most people there, you know, if you're heading from Milwaukee to Madison, 
you stop at the Quick Trip or the McDonald's. Uh, that might be <laughs> a, a very, you know, it's, 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 stop. You know, yes, it it's, you know the, the, we we have the we have the the truck stop or the rest stop on either side of the highway, right outside the town, heading towards Johnson Creek. And there's but a pizza pit and a pine a pizza cone. Pit. Yeah. And well, that's further cone. down. Yeah. That's, that's, Johnson that's, Johnson, Creek, but... that's Johnson Creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. So, grow, yeah, grew up in Lake Mills, and yeah, now I'm uh, now I'm in, in the Milwaukee area. But uh, yeah, it felt uh, a very very warm welcome here this morning, talking about about good old Jefferson County. Nice. I love that. Well, uh, Drew, why don't you give us uh, your your quick background and uh, why you've been able to join us today? Absolutely. Well, first off, thank you for having me. I'm excited to unpack some some Wisconsin golf, my my home state. But uh, I'm Drew Westfall. I I also host a podcast. My my podcast is called Group Golf Therapy, where we are a we we, we like to say we're a mental health podcast uh, disguised as a as a golf podcast, where we have uh, we have weekly weekly guests, and uh, we we unpack how golf makes you feel. Uh, we unpack, uh, you know, just the the lighter side of golf. We're not necessarily talking about your handicap, your score, your swing speed. We're not talking about, um, you know, betting or or the live tour or PGA tour. We're talking about uh, just just uh, platonic friendship on the golf course, uh, enjoying time with your friends, and and that's kind of the ethos of our show. But um, yeah, happy to talk talk real golf talk here on the, on the Cabin Podcast today. Awesome. Well, golf goes back quite a ways uh, here in Wisconsin, and uh, I've I've had the good fortune. Drew, I don't know. If, have you been to St. Andrews yet? I have not. I have not. Not yet. It's on the list. So golf supposedly was invented there. What in the early 1600s, something along those lines. Long time ago. And uh, I got to walk the course because we happened to show up the week before the British opened and they were preparing. Wow. It was amazing. That is cool. I've been to Scotland once and we went there briefly. And it, See, it's, it's just it's remarkable. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's got the, the rolling hills and it's right on the North Sea. Uh, and we do have one course that's very reminiscent of that, which we'll get to in a moment. But the first public nine hole, so 1600s for golf in St. Andrews. Eventually, it gets over to Wisconsin. The oldest nine-hole golf course in the state is actually up in Saner, in uh, on the shores of Plum Lake, mm. and uh, it's a it's a beautiful old golf course. And it was established back in 1912. You played that one, Drew? I have not. I have not. Plum Lake Golf Club in Saner. Uh, it's on the shores of guess which lake? Plum Lake. Very very good. Yes. So, yeah, there's a beautiful little clubhouse with a breezeway, and it's so historically great and it's still considered a wonderful course to play so uh that's that's where it started here in the state in that realm uh, although informal golf goes back further uh i think it's a really cool fact that tiger woods made his pro debut in wisconsin a lot of people don't know that but it was 1996 and he first golfed on the tonight show when he was like three wow really was, yeah he huh. was always and now his son's going at it yeah yeah it's it's amazing how it's progressed but uh the brown deer golf course in milwaukee county's brown deer park hosted uh the greater milwaukee open in 1996 and on august 29th of that year tiger played his first game as a pro and it, his first professional shot 336 yards down the right side of the fairway on the par five sixth hole, he hit a 300-yard tee shot, followed by a five-iron 226 yards to within 12 feet of the hole. <laughs> so his partner, John Elliott, said to the gallery, just turned around and whispered, pretty good, isn't he? That's incredible. <laughs> and that's, so that's where he won his first money as a professional. He didn't win the thing or anything, right but he won $2,600, and he was so excited 
because it was the first money he said he had earned as a golfer. He'd already gotten sponsorship deals, but he hadn't seen any of that money yet. Yeah. Does he, I mean, so, I, I had, do not follow golf. So does he come back to Wisconsin? Has he Not specifically because or? of that, but he has sure. been back for, I followed him around a little bit in 2015 mm. uh, when, uh, when at Whistling Straits. Yep when the mm-hmm. uh, PGA championship was going on. And that's the thing. A lot of Wisconsin courses have achieved national and international acclaim, which is pretty cool. Uh, Whistling Straits really put Wisconsin just at the next level. Would you agree, Drew? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, the Kohler Company and Herbert Kohler, what they did, it's amazing. Uh, that They started with Black Wolf Run. Well, the Kohler Company kind of backed mm-hmm. it and everything, the American Club. That opened in 1988 and brought Sheboygan to the next level as a golfing destination. They hosted the U.S. Women's Open in 1998 and 2012. And then Whistling Straits is the one reminiscent of St. Andrews. Mm. Uh, it's just unbelievable. I there's this, reading that, yeah. There's a Straits course and an Irish course. And just the way they landscaped and molded the land along the shores of Lake Michigan. It's supposed to reminisce... It's so much like St. Really? Andrews in, in mm-hmm. many That's ways. That's incredible that they did that. It is. And when they first showed a major uh, match on at Whistling Straits, and at the time it was helicopters, they didn't even have drones yet. I was going to ask, yeah. Flying low over the landscape, it was just mesmerizing. Wow. Mm-hmm. To see that side by side, yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And Whistling Straits hosted the PGA Championship in 2004, 2010, and 2015. Uh, the U.S. Senior Open in 2007, and the Ryder Cup uh, just back in 2021. And so uh, that's a, that's another incredible course that's kind of got an international profile. Uh, another one that's a major, major is Aaron Hills in Washington County. In the town of Aaron, within sight of Holy Hill, the twin steeples of Holy Hill, that opened in 2006, hosted the U.S. Women's Amateur Championship in 2011, and the Mid-Am last year hosted the U.S. Open in 2017, and that was the first time a USGA regular men's event was ever awarded to a course owned by an individual. Hmm. Which is pretty cool. That's cool. And then uh, just outside of Madison, University Ridge, they host the American Family Insurance Championships annually in July, and that's a big party with concerts and <laughs> fun stuff. So, so Drew, where where have you played? I mean, for me, i i like to I like to play all over. The one the one great thing about Wisconsin golf is we are really lucky to have a lot of public golf courses. Mm-hmm. If you had you know a little further south to Illinois. There's a lot of really good golf courses, but most of them are private. It, we kind of do a flip-flop uh, from state to state. Wisconsin, we have a lot of really good golf courses. Most of them are public. Illinois has a lot of really good golf courses. Most of them are private. So so for, like I said, for myself, I love to just be able to, to take a road trip, take a day trip, play some golf with friends. You know, you, you can drive an hour, hour and a half from the Milwaukee area and play amazing golf courses, and you don't have to be a member. You don't have to pay you know, $5,000 to, to play <laughs> golf, like going to Pebble Beach or something. You, you can enjoy that all for uh, a very, very reasonable uh, asking asking fee, for sure. For people into golf, they know Wisconsin has a lot of major courses, but w- among the 50 states, I mean, what are the biggest states for golf? I mean, probably, you know, Florida. For like per capita or like golf destinations, or, or even if you're looking at Golf Digest, Golf Magazine, their top 100 public golf courses or top 100 courses, New York state has a ton of really Hmm. good golf or even like the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey. Uh, But then of course you have California. California has a ton of really amazing golf courses as well. Um, So I would say both coasts, there's a lot of good golf. As you said, Florida, of course, Florida has a lot of good golf courses. 
Uh, but also, I think the Pacific Northwest is is moving up in those talks uh, due to uh, the Kaiser family who has Sand Valley, but they also have the beautiful resort Bandon Dunes and all of the courses out in in uh, in Bandon, Oregon, which is uh, an extreme golf destination as well. Like you don't go out to Bandon, Oregon if you're not going to play golf. It's it's kind <laughs> of a very sleepy little town. But Midwest, I mean. It's it's tough to beat. I I know we all sound like homers talking about Wisconsin, but it's it's hard to beat Wisconsin golf in in the summertime. Yeah, I mean Illinois has a couple key courses, especially in the Chicago area. Minnesota has a few, um, Michigan a few, mm-hmm. but really when it comes to the to the major draws, I think Wisconsin does outpace the rest of the Midwest at least. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. How do you um do you see Wisconsin golf evolving? You know, in terms of public versus private, how do you kind of see that moving in the future? Yeah, and there's been some new golfers, as you noted. Yeah, there have been. I I see I see a lot of a lot of potential, and there's a, a great future for golf in Wisconsin. Um, at, you know, we we saw a lot of new golfers due to the the pandemic in 2020. It was one of the few things that that uh we could all do that was relatively safe and and you know it's good for your good for your health good for your mental health to be outside and and be able to you know see friends and and see people uh and and it was it was it was a great time for for golf and and we've seen since then uh millions of new people stepping onto the golf course for the first time which has Mm -hmm. been really exciting for myself who is a longtime golfer to see new people because if you're not bringing in new faces and, and new dollars into the sport, the sport's going to die. So uh, that's that's really key for the growth of, of the game. Uh, but another thing that I've seen is uh, due to the fact there's a lot of new golfers, people are accepting the fact that you don't have to play 18 holes of golf. There is a kind of a new wave of golfers where it's where they will say, hey, I want to play six holes. I want to play nine holes. I want to play 12 holes. I don't want to play 18 holes. And that is becoming a lot more acceptable in the golf circles. I know the, the old guard is like, you're, you're, you got to play 18 or you're not playing a real round of golf. But I think the, the new, the new wave of, uh, and the new influx of, of people that are playing, it's, it's tough to play 18 holes. If you, if you're, if you've never played golf before, that's a, that's a, that's a long, that's a long time to be out there. You know, Drew, I'm really glad to hear you say that. Cause I would always joke 12 or 13 hole golf for me was ideal. <laughs> Cause nine that's holes, a, it can be a long day. Well, nine holes, you're not quite done. You, you, there's mm-hmm. room for a little more. You mm-hmm. got more in the tank, but by the yep. time you're on hole 14, you're like, good God, yeah. there's a yeah. <laughs> little bit of a marathon and there. I got texts and emails backing up. I got to eat something. <laughs> yeah. Eric's too busy so, for this sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we are in a world where true. we're always more in more of a rush. And part of the fun of golf is to be relaxed and out there on the course and getting away from it all. One question I have for you is kind of what is that main motivator? Have, have you seen at least or experienced for people kind of starting this? It seems like it's a it can be a very personal thing for, for each person of why they get into the game. But I, I think if you ask any golfer or anybody that has gotten bit by the golf bug, it's that one perfect shot that you hit in a round Mm -hmm. because you know as as you know where as at any level you're never going to hit every single shot the way you you intended it (laughs) but once you hit that one shot it's it's that it's that drug that keeps you coming back you're like i i hit that pure seven iron out of the fairway i hit that perfect bunker shot i made that 15 foot birdie putt and you're just you're hooked you're like i want that feeling and i want i want to experience that again so no matter how long it is until your next round. You're hmm. always thinking about that one shot that you hit that, that keeps you coming back. It mm-hmm. is something that release of endorphins you get. Yeah. When you make a really good shot. Cause I've made plenty of terrible ones. <laughs> 
Like where the tuft of grass I hit goes further than the ball, mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. But yeah, it is always fun. And then there's always the challenge with the courses because they're all different. Like if you play a lot of tennis, when you step out on the court, it's the same court, same mm. dimensions, same everything. Uh, if you play football, it's the same you know regulation field. When you play golf, every course is different. Yeah. And I, I think with those sports too, like you may be in a really beautiful area playing tennis, you know, where you could have some views, but... Golf is interesting in that way because you're walking around. You, you know, on you're hitting when, into the view. <laughs> yes, and when you're on the, you know, when you're on a tennis court, you don't get off of that court unless you're going to grab a ball or something. Drew, one thing we didn't we didn't get into more of your golfing background, some of your experiences and everything mm-hmm. like that. I think well, let's do a little bit more of a thorough piece on that because I know you're going to offer some tips for beginners and some mm-hmm. hidden gems too in this episode. And also, yeah. you mentioned kind of that first hit. I mean, is that how you got started, or where did it kind of begin for you? Yeah, for me, I it, it began as I, I grew up playing t-ball, baseball, and then I had uh, uh, an uncle that saw me swing a golf club. I was probably nine or ten, and he said, you have a really natural golf swing. And when you're a, a, a little kid looking for some sort of validation in, in your sports <laughs> world, you know, that's all I needed. I was like, all right, and, and uh, I'm of the age where – Tiger Woods was coming up around the, that same time, you know, 97. We were just talking about his his time at uh, at Brown Deer in, in 96. So I was, uh, you know, about 10 years old then. And watching the the meteoric rise of Tiger Woods as a, as a young kid um, was something that got me hooked and, and kept me, uh, you know, just hook, line, and sinker in the golf world. And, and I, I never looked back since. That is awesome. Very cool. Um, so you, you played in, in a bunch of amateur matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played I played high school golf, and then I also played a year of uh, Division three college golf. Okay, and f- with where? Um, I played at uh, a small private uh, liberal arts school, Wisconsin Lutheran in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, our, our conference championship was at Whistling Straits, the Irish course. Oh, very so, nice. Yeah, you know, you can't, can't turn down free golf at, at Whistling Straits. Yeah, now you got to make your way over to uh, to Scotland. Yeah, right. Is Absolutely. Your, do you have an aspiration to turn pro? Oh no, definitely not. No, I, that's why. That's why I played Division three golf and not uh, <laughs> nothing. Nothing higher than that. No, I. I. It's, it's actually funny. Like my own golfing journey, I've found that I, uh, since removed from from playing competitively, I actually play better now uh, as a, a middle aged adult than I did in college because I, I have less pressure on myself and mm-hmm. I. I uh, you know, the golf is extremely, it's, it's, it's an extremely mental sport. If you think about it, there are no other variables in golf. In tennis, you're playing against another person. In every other sport, you're essentially playing against someone else, and there's a moving ball, you're moving. In golf, it's just you and the golf ball. Nothing, there are variables, of course, but there's nothing, there's no movement. Like, there's nothing that's going to change. Like, it's just you trying to remember how to hit a golf ball every single time. So, from that, it's, it's, uh, it's, if you're in a good headspace, you can play really good golf if you have the muscle memory and you and you've kind of trained your body to do the thing that you needed to do. But uh, yeah, it's it's I it's tough. It's, it's it's such a tough sport, which is why I think people love doing it because you can never master it. Mm. It is very psychological. It's like you bend your knees just the right amount. You move your left arm and your shoulders just the right amount if you're right-handed. Uh, you're theoretically the clubs adjust to you, right? You're supposed to make the same movement every time unless you're putting, basically. And the variables are the clubs, the course, and the wind. 
So with your podcast, are the people that you interview from all over, are they um, are they people who, you know, like to talk about golf? Are they golfers? Are they people from Wisconsin? What's kind of the yeah, nature absolutely. of so, the... Yeah, yeah. So my so I, I, I co-host with two other people. My other co-hosts are one is based in Brooklyn and the other one is based in L.A. So we, we're always remote for the most part unless we're together. So the, the thing that we like to do on our show, like I said, we, we like to say we're a, a mental health podcast masquerading as a golf podcast. Golf is the connective tissue that brings people together on our show, but it's not necessarily what we're what we're always talking about so we like to find people that are more under the radar that you wouldn't know are golfers so we have we have talked to a few lpga and pga tour pros uh, but we try to limit it to to not necessarily be a, a major golf show so we've had um like we've had lydia ko who is currently the number one on the lpga tour she's been on the show uh, but we've also had uh Adam Grandusile from the band The War on Drugs. We actually were listening to one of his songs, and we heard him sing one of his lines said, uh, "Down, down by the old par three. And one of my co-hosts, <laughs> who's a big fan fan of that band, he actually reached out and was like, "Hey, would you ever come on and, and talk talk about golf on our show?" And, and he did, and and it was uh, it was amazing because not many people knew he was a golfer. Uh, you know, we've had uh, Macklemore, you know, Grammy women, Grammy <laughs> Grammy win, winning. Uh, uh, recording artist who's been on the show. He's he became a, a big time golfer about three years ago. So does he? Does he? Um, yeah, we does like, he shop for golf shirts at thrift shops? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, it's funny. He just started his own uh, clothing brand called Bogey Boys, and it's really? a golf nice. clothing okay. line. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, so like line. we 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 have people kind of from all over, whether it's uh, filmmakers, musicians, um, and then of course you know we have um, people that are not necessarily famous as well on the show too. With that being said, what what do you think? Um, are some of the most maybe popular places to golf in Wisconsin? I know we've mentioned Whistling Straits, so that's probably either I don't know about the most popular, but maybe the most well known. Um, but what are some of the most popular ones? And then for you, Drew, what are some that you you know are some of your favorite places to golf? Yeah, we can do a compare because Golf Digest does have a list of Wisconsin's top courses. Yeah, that'd be great. I really um, want to dive into it. Drew, you want me to buzz down this list quick, and then you can give yeah, your yeah, impression, go for it. Yeah, and yeah. then your favorite places? Because I know you want to share yeah. some hidden gems, too. Sure, so, absolutely. All right, well, Golf Digest does say Whistling Straits and Haven is the top course in Wisconsin for playing. Aaron Hills would be second. Milwaukee Country Club, third. And River Hills, you played there? I, I have. I, I was lucky enough to, to play Milwaukee okay. one time. Beautiful course. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, ranks third. Black Wolf Run, uh, fourth, one of their courses, the River Course. Uh, Sand Valley's fifth in Nakusa and Mammoth Dunes, which is also in Nakusa. The other Whistling Straits. I mean, there's some serious dominance on this list with some of the ones we've mentioned already. Century World comes in eighth. Blue Mound uh, Golf Course and Country Club in Wauwatosa, which I is right by Mayfair that's Mall. That's a really nice one. It dates back a while. That's ninth. Uh, the course is at Lawsonia, a Lynx course uh, up in Green Lake. Very, very popular. That came in 10th. Uh, the Meadow Valley's course at Black Wolf Run was 11th. The Bull at Pinehurst Farms in Sheboygan Falls came in 12th. Pine Hills Country Club in Sheboygan, 13th. Sheboygan really is probably the biggest golf mecca in the state with all of these great courses. Uh, going to Western Wisconsin, the Troy Byrne Golf Club or Golf Course in Hudson. And then University Ridge, which we mentioned already in Fitchburg. So uh, the heavy hitters, a lot of whom we already touched on. Uh, we talked about the first uh, nine-hole golf course in the state up in Plum Lake and Saner. Uh, Drew, what are, what's your impression of some of these? And what are some of your favorites? And what are some of your hidden gems? One of the courses 
Um, it's one of the oldest in the state. It's uh, Eagle Springs in oh. Eagle, Wisconsin. Yes. Just a, a little nine-hole course, but it has this really cool volcano hole. It's the number, uh, the second hole. It's a par three. Um, it's a short hole. I think it's only like 150 yards, but it's it's crazy. It has this like it, it's, there's a volcano hole, it, like in, into the ground that you're hitting towards. It's, so it's almost like you're hitting onto like an island, but it's it's uh you know it's 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 all grass and it's a big hill. That's that's one of my favorite courses to play in this area, um, and super affordable. I think it's thirty bucks for nine holes, or maybe maybe even less than that. But uh, I don't think uh, a lot of people are super aware of that. Um, another course. So Pete Dye is a, a legendary uh, course designer. He's the the person Pete and his wife Alice Dye designed Whistling Straits and uh, many of those properties. Mm-hmm. He has a course all the way up in Hayward, Wisconsin, called Big Fish. So Big Fish is an 18-hole golf course designed by Pete Dye. Mm. And um, I, honestly, I have not played it before, but I have I know uh, I have friends that have been uh, been up there, and I have uh, read some reviews of it. And that that seems like a place. It's on my list. I, I don't I don't necessarily go up to Hayward very often, but if you're in that neck of the woods, um, and you're a golfer, I'm sure you're you're already uh, already aware of that one. So that's a uh, that's another hidden gem in the state of Wisconsin that uh, that. I don't think people uh, realize there's a Pete Dye course that hmm. far. That I far hadn't heard of that. Wow, and, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a public course too. People can. Mm-hmm. Yep, wow. it is. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, and then one other one other one I wanted to to talk about is uh, at uh, in the Wisconsin Dells, Andy North designed a short course called Twelve North. Um, so it's it's alongside uh, some of the other properties, and uh, I think this kind of goes back to the the influx of new golfers. Short courses um, are are becoming a kind of a trend in the golf world, and what I mean by a short course is is not necessarily when you think of like a, a par three course or an executive course, you think okay, it's it's kind of this dinky course. You're hitting maybe off of mats. You're hitting maybe eighty yard pitch shots, and it's not very exciting. Well, they have golf course designers are seeing the fact that there's a lot of new golfers, and they don't want to spend six hours on a Saturday playing golf because they they're not very good but they still want to enjoy something better than hitting 80 yard shots off of a mat. So they're they're these golf course designers and Andy North is one of them. He designed this course called 12 North. There's it's, it's 12 holes and they're all very beautifully designed holes. Like you would think if you were at a, a regular course, if this was just a little bit further, it would look just like a, a regular golf course, but they're all, all the holes are a lot shorter. It's a lot easier to get, your your twelve holes in, uh, and uh, I think it's making golf a lot more interesting and exciting for people that are that are just starting. So um, that's one of them. But yeah. yeah, much more accessible. So there's there's twelve north. Um, the the Kohler uh, properties designed the Baz, which is another short course. So we're seeing a trend of of these short courses being designed where they're just as breathtaking and uh, challenging uh, as a longer hole course, but they're they're shorter and they don't take as long to to play. Nice. I would say Brown Deer must be up there some, you know, at, to some level because the Greater Milwaukee Open it's had different names throughout the years, uh, and it's not still going every year right now, right? They keep looking. No, for, unfortunately, yeah. They it want was to bring the U.S. Back, Bank last year. Yeah, U.S. Bank Championships, and it has been on for gosh, maybe five years now. Mm-hmm. Or so, yeah, and you know, hopefully it'll come back. It's always nice when your city, your metro area, has its own open, if you will. And I Absolutely. know it was at it was at Tuckaway for many years mm-hmm. down in Franklin prior to that, which is another really nice course. But uh, yeah, Brown Deer, if you're going to play on a public county park golf course, that's certainly up there. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's uh, magnific- magnificently manicured and maintained. And yeah, you can you can say you played the same course or a same hole where Tiger Woods got a hole in one and, mm-hmm. and Tiger Woods got a start. So not not a bad place to to spend an afternoon. Mm-mm, not at all. And how Drew has Top Golf influenced people's interest in playing golf? Because I know that this is it seems to me a, a more recent phenomenon that's coming out in the last what five ish years. I don't know when did Top Golf start. Well, it started a while ago, but it's really come along right. in the last it's five become years. Become pretty popular, and has that? I mean, I, I guess I have a couple questions. Is has it influenced people to kind of become more interested in golf or has it influenced people who maybe thought golfing an 18 hole course was too long to then say, Oh, well I can still be interested, but I'll just go to top golf, you know, have top golf people gone to golf or vice versa. Totally. Totally. I, I love the idea of top golf and what it's brought to the the golf community. It's, it's really introduced golf to a lot of people that that might have never gone to a golf course before because essentially for those of you that, that don't know top golf is just it's a driving range but they have made it they, they've added this gamification level to it where similar to bowling you can bring a group of people and go to one of the hitting bays and the great thing is you don't have to bring your own golf clubs so if you don't have golf clubs there's no accessibility issues of like oh, i need to go buy golf clubs or i need to figure out where to get some golf clubs they have everything you need it's just like bowling you go you show up you pay some money and you you can hit some golf balls and they have fun fun games that you can play with with the people in your group you can aim at targets you can do you can do all these things they have these these video screens that you can see where your ball's landing so uh, yeah it's it's really brought a different uh view to golf where you don't have to have a lot of money or you don't have to have a lot of uh, golf equipment to do it. You can just show up, enjoy it with your friends. And, and the other thing is too similar to, I'll use the bowling analogy. You don't have to hit like 300 golf balls and, and be sore mm. the next day. You can, <laughs> you can take time off. Like you can, you, you can, they have drinks and food that you can go. So it, it's almost more of like a social event versus a, a golf event. Like golf just happens to be happening there. But similar to if you go to a baseball game, and you don't like baseball, you're just there for the tailgate. It's a very similar experience. Did you have any other hidden gems? And I know, Anna, you have a couple in the Lake Geneva area you've been talking about. Yeah, and I, mine was just kind of about Lake Geneva as a whole. But Drew, uh, I'd love to hear the rest of your kind of list of either hidden gems or places around Wisconsin for people oh, to yeah. go golf at. Yeah, I got a couple more. Um, I know this was on the the list, but Lasonia Golf Links. They have two courses. They have the, the Lynx course and the Woods course. And for me... I don't think there's it's, it's one of my favorite rounds of golf that I that I get to go and play every once in a while because they it's the the environment is very laid back like the golf is the golf course is is beautiful and immaculate and the links course is very different from the woods course the links course is much more of like a links style so like whistling straights or Aaron Hills um, and links golf is is like back in Scotland like back in the in the old country the origin where there's a lot of rolling hills. There's not there's not many trees. There's very few trees. Um, it's all like it's, it feels like the golf course was just carved right into the land, and there really hasn't been a whole lot of uh, manicuring or any you know anything extra added to it. There's no frills. Whereas the woods course there, uh, it's much more like a traditional Wisconsin golf course with matured trees and a lot you know a lot of trees lining the fairways and, and things of that nature. But uh, one of my favorite places to play golf. Um, and then also, uh, not necessarily a hidden gem, but I would say one that is uh, extremely fun and is on the top the top Golf Digest list is Mammoth Dunes. And the reason why I love Mammoth Dunes at Sand Valley is 
if you've never been to like central Wisconsin or Nakusa before, there's it's you're driving through like farmland in, in Wisconsin, your typical what you would be thinking about in, in Wisconsin farmlands, rolling hills. And then you drive up to where Sand Valley is and you're just surrounded by sand like mammoth mm. dunes mm-hmm. literally mammoth dunes there's there's more sand than grass on that on that golf course <laughs> and it's but it's it's extremely fun like the fairways are very wide you don't have to be a good golfer to to enjoy that and yeah like the views there are just uh you you feel like you're on another planet like you feel like you've been transported somewhere but you're in the middle of nowhere wisconsin so uh yeah highly recommend if you if you're ever in that area to to check that out that's great. And yeah, there's some great courses at resorts, Grand Geneva being one of them. Um, yeah. So in Lake Geneva, and the only reason that um, I would, I'm would i bringing these up because I haven't been to them, um, but I was talking with a producer who actually filmed at quite a few of them this past year. Um, and she said, she said that it made her want to actually start golfing because oh, of how beautiful the courses are and i thought wow that is interesting because you know i mean like we've talked about it can take a whole day to to golf but to want to really start something just because of the beauty that you're surrounded by i think that says a lot about these golf courses and so you know in in the lake geneva area there's a bunch of different golf courses which i had no idea i haven't spent a lot of time in lake geneva but there's the grand geneva resort the grand geneva resort the highlands um Majestic Oaks Golf Course, Destination Geneva, Evergreen Golf Club, Hawksview Golf Club, and Abbey Springs. And and I think each one, you know, has its unique challenges, its unique beauty. But um, just there's one, there's so much to do in Lake Geneva. But the idea that, you know, you can spend a day out on one of these beautiful courses and just even if you've never golfed before to um, be inspired just by the beauty, I think, says a lot about these um, destinations. Yeah, I have to agree. The Grand Geneva, Geneva National, uh, Abbey Springs, Hawksview, those are all, while they might not be ranked on Golf Digest, which is extremely hard to be be on, I would say in top golf courses in the state, those those would all be on that list. Now, Drew, what are some of your tips for beginners? Because perhaps people listening are a little more inspired and they want to swing the wrenches this (laughs) summer. So if you're just starting out and you're, you're thinking, like you said, I, I've been inspired. I listened to this podcast and I'm ready to, I'm ready to tee it up once the snow melts. I would say okay. you don't, you don't need to spend a lot of money. I think that's one of the biggest, for my friends that have never mm. played golf before and, and know nothing about golf. And the, you know, the only thing they know about golf is they know who Tiger Woods is and that's it. Um, I, I think that it's, it's very, it's, it's very daunting thinking about, well, I don't have golf clubs. I don't know how to swing a golf club. Well, how do I? pants are yeah. only five bucks or so if you know where to shop. So yeah, <laughs> those are necessary. Exactly. Exactly. No, they're not. Um, they're definitely not. <laughs> uh, what you can do is you can you can go to the you know play it against sports or Goodwill and you can find some some golf clubs that uh, that will work for you. You don't need to go you don't need to go to the to the pro shop and spend you know three thousand dollars on on golf clubs. So you know building a set from something that uh that you can find for a uh, affordable uh price i would say start there and also you don't need to buy an entire set of golf clubs if you're starting i think that's another thing it's like well there's you know 14 golf clubs that you can have on the golf course but if you're just starting i would say you need a putter maybe grab a seven iron a uh, pitching wedge and a three wood or driver and then take that to top golf take that to your local driving range 
buy a $10 bucket of balls and, and see where you're at and see, uh, is this something that I, I would like to, to see myself doing? So that would be, that would be step one. If you're, you know, baseline, this is the first time I want to do it. Let's say you've been, you were bitten by the bug back in 2020 and, and you've assembled a, a Frankenstein golf bag and you've played some, you played <laughs> some rounds of golf. Of <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no matter what, what level you're at uh, and you're thinking of, of taking it to the next level, I would highly recommend, uh, stopping by a you know your pro shop or a or a golf store and trying to get some lessons it's 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 really hard to try and, and and you might be thinking well i'm not like i'm not i'm not a pro why would i need a lesson well if you don't if you have no baseline for where where your golf game is at uh, a, a teaching pro will do a really good job and hopefully they will be able to help you you know build something build a good foundation because once you have that you can you can practice and and learn on your own but if you're like I don't know what a golf swing should look like. They, you know, they they will film you. It's so much easier now to film something now on your phone versus when I was playing golf. You had to get out like the big camcorder and and you know run it through some sort of weird computer gadget gizmo. Now you know the the pros they'll record it on your phone, and then you can go back and take that take that game tape and and study it and, and practice at home. So that's a that's a great place to start. Is like just getting a few lessons. It's not going to cost you a lot of money. And then if you're, you know, you're looking to invest even more, I would say then it's, it might be time to get fit for golf clubs, because I think that's an overlooked thing. Um, if, you know, if you have some, uh, some disposable income burning a hole in your pocket, go through the fitting process instead of just going and buying off the rack, because getting fit will actually help you uh, build a golf club for your swing. Like you don't swing the same way I swing and I don't swing the same way Tiger Woods swings. So why should our golf clubs be the same? They should. They should all be tailored to you. So, just like you don't buy uh, one size shirt and pants, you shouldn't buy one size golf club because they're they're not all built the same. So, uh, if you're really looking to, to dial in and and uh, maybe win some money off of your friends, I would recommend <laughs> trying to trying to get fit into some proper golf clubs. For those who don't know, uh, roughly, just you know, for these Wisconsinites who may be listening and want to start this out, how long does it typically take to do an 18-hole um, course? Obviously, it's going to differ based on the course or if you're doing a short course. Um, how, how much time you're spending yeah. looking for your ball in the woods? Right, yeah. just uh, on average. May, it probably depends on the people you're with or who you are golfing to, but just a rough estimate. Yeah, I would say you can plan for between four to six hours. And, and like you said, it, there are so many variables when it comes to golf. And are you playing on Memorial Day weekend or are you playing sure. on a Tuesday afternoon in the middle of the week? So, um, you know, hopefully you can get done in, you know, around the five hour mark. But sometimes it might be longer. Sometimes it might be a little shorter. But you, you are going to invest a, a good amount of time of your of your day to to it. So uh, make sure you have that. Uh, make sure you have that bookmarked to uh you don't have any other things planned in the afternoon. Absolutely. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome, Drew. Well, and uh, your podcast, once again, for those who want to maybe want to go check that out and uh, share a little bit of therapeutic golf. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're Group Golf Therapy, and uh, wherever you wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. All right, and we'll Love link that. to it, too, with our cabin absolutely. podcast. Drew, thanks so much for being with us today. It's fun, and now I think both of us want to hit the course. I know. I'm interested. Have a little competitive round I am. now. I think this got me got me interested in it. Well, so. You'll probably be a natural and like just. I yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll do a podcast out on the on the green. We'll see. All right. <laughs> Thanks again, Drew. Thanks, yeah. Drew. Thank you, guys. So, Anna, you weren't into golf, and now 
Look at you. Now I am. Now I am ready to tee off, hit the green. (laughs) The Cabin is brought to you also in part by Best Western Hotels with eight hotels in the central portion of Wisconsin, just part of the 40 that are across the state. And they're in great places like Plover and Stevens Point, which is not far from Century World. If you want to check out that course and golf around there, uh, there's also a lot of great uh, snowmobile trails in the area. UW Stevens Point, Stevens Point and Oso Brewery. It's a short drive to Central Waters Brewery, too. And that hotel is an indoor pool and hot tub. Stayed there, had some business meetings there. The Best Western Park Oasis Inn and Mauston. Great access to all of the great natural resources and activities in and around Juneau County. Mauston's the county seat there and Lake Wisconsin. Petenwell and everything is real close there. Castle Rock, uh, just great access to that and the bike trails. The Toma Hotel, Toma's a great stop. It's where all the roads fork and connect and everything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, also great if you want to check out the Warren's Cranberry Festival later this year. They have a restaurant and lounge on site and uh, Fort McCoy is right nearby as well. The Best Western Wittenberg Inn in Wittenberg. That's a bit east and southeast of Wausau, right along Highway 29 and 45. They got a pool, a spa, a nice banquet room, great for snowmobiling, ice hockey, hunting, and good access to uh, Doc's Harley-Davidson and Museum with some unique quirky things. That's just down the road. Absolutely. There's uh, two in Wausau. There's the Best Western Plus Wausau Tower Inn, which is in a cool historic building. That's It's round, but kind of octagonal, a uh, unique architecture. It's got a boutique feel in there. Uh, and then um, another one, Best Western Plus Wausau Rothschild Hotel, which is in Rothschild, uh, just kind of on the southern end of the metro, metro. That one has a kitchenette in every room with grills. There's guest laundry. And both of those hotels have great access to Granite Peak for skiing and Rib Mountain State Park for all of those activities. The Badger Games, festivals, Red Eye Brewing, Bull Falls Brewing, the Grand Theater in 400 Block Downtown, the Glow Balloon Festival, seasonal concerts on the square in downtown. Uh, just so many great places to check out in and around Wausau. And then over in Sparta, you have the Best Western Sparta Plus Trail Lodge, which is right by the Elroy Sparta Trail, which is a hugely famous trail for biking. Uh, they have a pub right there on site, a sauna. It's newly renovated. I can't believe that. I stayed there a couple years ago. It seemed like it was brand new then. Well, now it's even newer. Yeah, it's right on the other side of Fort McCoy from the one in Toma. Great access to hiking, too, and Doreen's Family Inn for breakfast. There's a hot tip on where to go for a good meal. And then we're counting it as western Wisconsin. It's kind of northwestern Wisconsin, New Richmond. It's a Best Western Plus Inn and Suites. Newest hotel in town. Five of them are kitchenette rooms. Great access to Cedar Lake Speedway. And not far from Somerset if you want to float on the Apple River. That's a big big summer activity yes it is might have a little too much fun so get a lot of sleep the night before (laughs) you're also very close to the 45th parallel distillery which is a great spot in new richmond uh there's some great disc golfing right in that area liftbridge brewery and uh, uh rush river brewery also down in river hills very close by so great access to everything so uh Check out any of those hotels in central Wisconsin. Go to bestwesternwisconsin.com for the complete list and book your room today. Get on the rewards program and remember, points never expire. I also love that for the Rothschild one, you you pointed out guest laundry. That is something that is, I think, underrated when you go to a hotel. That's so nice to have. Yeah. You don't realize it. Not every hotel has that. Yeah. You realize, especially and if then when they ha- Yeah, it makes a big difference when yeah. you have it. We're working out and stuff like that, especially. Yeah. Well, you don't have to pack as much stuff yeah. either. It's nice that way. Very nice.
So, Anna, what is our review of the week here? Our review of the week is pretty fun. They do say something that I love, um, which I'll get to after. But it is from R. Brandt, who says it's entertaining and informative. Specifically, he says or she says, I have listened to every episode going back to number one from 2020 while on the job as a truck driver traveling around the state. I always learn something new and things to add on my list of places to go. I have several ideas for new episodes. You could do one on the best prisons. Just kidding. <laughs> well, pun, I guess, right? <laughs> Car shows around the state. Ooh, best very good. Iola, okay. Or one on the rustic road system. Don't know if you've covered that. Anyway, we have not, but our there. brand, yes, that is an, a phenomenal really one to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll, I will be working on that, seriously. Yes, we would love that. Uh, anyway, keep up the good work, Eric and the gang. I look forward to many more great episodes in the future. Uh, thank you, our brand. Very Love much that. appreciated, especially the five stars. And as we get ready to wind things down, a message here from the All of Us Research Program, Insulin, Penicillin, the Heart Transplant. All of these medical breakthroughs were thanks to research. Research made possible with the help of volunteers. And that's where you come in. The All of Us Research Program is asking for people from across the U.S., to share their unique health information. Because the more data researchers have, the faster they can find the next health breakthrough. But there can be no breakthroughs without research. And there's no research without you. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted and produced by Eric Paulson and me, Anna Elise Beckman, with guest Drew Westfall. Audio engineering and video teasers by Logan Ingram with social media by Adeline Savanak. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com and don't forget to leave a review.